Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. after football. Today I'm sitting down and getting up close and personal with Corey Webster, former NFL New York Giants cornerback. We'll chat about his entrepreneurial journey and how he has settled into life after the love of his favorite game. Don't go anywhere. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Well, hey, Corey, I am so excited to have you in the studio and excited to just have some time to visit with you. Um, We actually met, I think it's almost been a year. I think so. Right out of a year. And um, so it was, you know, I I will tell you, I was initially drawn, and actually we met through your wife, Teclina. (laughs) She is amazing. And um, so, but, but when I met you, I was just kind of like, I was just so comfortable. You, you, you have this just grace glow, right? About you. You make it very easy to, to talk to you and, and you were so humble about your career, your family, and, um, just think you have, you're so inspirational. And I followed you since then, kept in touch with Teclina. And, um, so it's really great just to have you here and just talk a little bit about life and, after football. <laughs> um, it's great to be here. No, it's great to be here. Um, the wife don't get on us. She have a, a tough name, though, but it's Tecliana. Tecliana. <laughs> it's great, though. That's everybody. We call her Tech for short, T-E-K. Um, that keeps all that um, down. But now, it's, um, I think it's it's great, and we're supposed to be approachable. We're supposed to be um, mm-hmm. um, we're inspiration, we're motivation, whether we want to be or not. Yeah. You're a role model. So I think it's great to have people interact with you and be able to share your story and make people feel comfortable or just make people day that much better when you um in their presence so that's what we kind of strive for each and every day and um i think that's like doing a random act of kindness to just make the world a better place yeah so now this is just you know it's so interesting because you know nfl cornerback played for the new york giants nine seasons nine seasons (laughs) is a lot for your position right and then you got two Super Bowls under your belt. <laughs> you know, that's you, that's a great career. Tell me a little bit about what what do you think has been your greatest highlight of your professional football career? Um, you said nine seasons. Yes, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. <laughs> and, um, that, Love it. Yes, that, I, I think that's it. probably the first time I've heard that. Okay. That's, um, you know, the average um, career is normally like two and a half years. So. To be blessed. There's to be a lot able. of wear and tear on your body. Yes, it's a violent game. It's the most violent sport. You know, it's um, modern day um, kind of, um, you know, I forgot what they call it, you know, fighting and as far as, um, you know, the modern day heroes, the modern day Iron, Iron Man game. Mm-hmm. So um, to be able to play nine seasons and to have um, all this information we have on CTE, but yeah. still get ahead of it, retire, still healthy to be able to play and move around with the family. I think that was important. But picking the, um, 
one specific thing out of, I, I just have to say out of, you know, the career, the professional career, I have to say just the journey, just the process, um, being able to take the ups and the downs, but mm-hmm. also being able to learn from the process and transitioning that to everyday life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sports, I think it's, you know, it's a metaphor for life, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, so many people use that. So um, me being into it, I wanted to be able to take the process, the understanding, the the, the accountability, the responsibility, yeah. you know, all those big words that we don't like to talk about in everyday mm-hmm. life, but being able to take that from sports and transition that into family life or life after the game or just life outside of sports. So that was the main thing that I took, the journey, the process. Um, now, I was blessed to be a part of two Super Bowl. That's, you know, um, I'm not saying it's unheard of, but that's a, a, a big thing, you know what I mean, being world champion. And um, I can't put one in And you beat the Patriots. Beat the Patriots twice, yes. yes <laughs> beat yes. them twice. <laughs> beat, the, beat them twice. So, yeah, that's um, – yeah, that's great. That's just a blessing. That's just a, a testament to, you know, you put hard work in, you you know, you pay for it in advance, and then at the end of the day, anything can happen because um, I'm from a small town. Mm-hmm. And then um, you got the Patriots being 18 and old, nobody giving you a chance. So yeah. just kind of give the underdog uh, um, a little motivation, a little inspiration that anything can be accomplished. And um, like I said, just being able to take all those lessons from, the journey, the process, I think that was more important to me than even the Super Bowls. My family is more important than the Super Bowls. The oh, wife, yeah. the kids, that's more important than the Super Bowls. But um, being able to give them those lessons and yeah. and um, all those things, those habits that they can use every day is priceless. So give me, because, you know, it's interesting. I was recently at a youth summit, and it was interesting for, for kids. And I took my son there. And there was a question from one of the doctors. What do you want to be when you grow up? So he was going around the room. A couple of kids were like, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. And many kids said that they wanted to be a professional football player or basketball player. What advice or would you give to these our young men who have that dream of becoming a professional football player um, it comes or with athlete. A, yeah, it comes with a lot. Um, and, you know, before you become a professional, you have to be a student athlete. Mm-hmm. So I would always tell them, always be a complete student athlete. You can't put athlete in front of student. That's why it's called student athlete. So the harder you work at being a great student, the more you become a great student of whatever sport you're playing. And um, having a balance to that, you know what I mean? And however hard you work at being whatever profession is, whether it's something outside of sports, but um, work equally as hard in the other areas of your life because it's only going to make that professional sport or that whatever the journey is that much better. Um, And you're going to have ups and downs. Learn to embrace the toughness. I think a lot of our youngsters now, they run from adversity Mm -hmm. or they look for it to be comfortable or look for it to be easy. It's not easy. I think um, the percentage of people from you making it to the NFL or the NBA is like 0.99%. So it's very, very small that people make it to that level. So I definitely want them to dream big and I'm never going to take their dreams or the aspiration away from them. But um, I want them to, you know, be a complete person. You know I mean? Work hard, just like you would work hard to be a a great athlete. I want them to work equally as hard as being a, a young woman or a young man. And I think that's what makes up um, a lot of the great athletes that we see today. Yeah. That's great advice. Great advice. 
So you also have the Corey Webster Foundation. Um, many of us know that you travel back. You actually put on summer programs for underprivileged children in your community, also ones held at LSU. Talk a little bit about the goals for the foundation and what you guys have planned this year. Well, our um, foundation is MIE, we call it. Um, that's the tours that we do is motivate, inspire, and empower. So a lot of the um, times we just, we got three initiatives. We have um, Give, Grow, where we raise funds to be able to help out and do things in the community. We also have a reading initiative. We call it Be a Sponge Read. And um, we have our mentorship program. And um, a lot of the things that we do at LSU is mentoring, you know, getting kids that normally won't walk on a college campus and just mm. um, showing it to them. Because we had kids right outside of LSU, which is in the South Baton Rouge, that hadn't been on LSU campus or any college campus. And they live, you know, 10 minutes walking distance away from you. Yeah. So just exposing them to that trying to see what that would do to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Them being on campus, walking um, to the academic centers, walking to the different colleges on campus, as well as passing by the sports facility as well. But um, just putting them on campus and letting them talk to the different people that's in place mm -hmm. there. Um, we did we did those things just to see how that inspired me. That did great. Um, so we're going to continue to do those. And then we also do a, kids that's involved in extracurricular activities. We do, a, um, we call it 13 Days of Christmas where we give them a dinner to get to bring a guest where there's one parent and then they get to pick a, a few student athletes or um, people that didn't graduate from college brains and get a meal out of the deal. So funny, those events, the parents normally ask the most questions <laughs> and that's cool because, yeah. um, you know, you have people that have been there, done that. So they're trying to um, get the kid ahead of whatever they're going to see in the near future. So um, that's a couple of things that we do and we're still growing. That's why um, we're in the process of right now uh, switching it up a little bit. It's called CWF, which is Corey Webster Foundation. We're gonna rebrand it and okay. call it, still gonna be CWF, but we're gonna call it Crawl, Walk, Fly. Because nice. we, yeah, we feel like that's what like everybody's that. ultimately trying to do, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's just progression and just showing that you start one place, you set a goal, you work hard for that goal, you can accomplish those goals. And um, so that's a little pivot. And we want other individuals to get involved. So it wasn't all about me, it's a bigger picture, you know what I mean? It's about yeah you know, leaving the next generation better than we found it. So um, that's the pivot we're going to make in the near future with the CWF Foundation. Well, I think it's so inspiring, you know, to see you as a young African-American male. And when you look at other, you know, youth, if they don't see it, they can't be it. Facts. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you're, so, you're, you're very inspiring and in your programs. And just as long as you're doing it, obviously other people you know, we'll take suit as well. And so, you know, I think it's just important for us. I have a, I have a son. So mm -hmm. of course, you know, for me, I always think about, yeah, he's going to see his mom. He's going to know who his mama is and his mama's going to love and encourage him. He's going to see his dad, but all the things that his dad does, he's going to emulate that. And he loves that, you know? And so, you know, as parents, we want to make sure, but as we're always giving really good, you know, we're there to, to pick them up when they fall, give them their advice, you know, all those great things. But the outside world isn't all that excited mm -hmm. to see our young black men coming, walking down the street, right. in an elevator, <laughs> all of those things at the mall. And so, you know, making sure that, um, you know, they are raised in an understanding of who they are, what they can be, and striving. You know, you talked a lot about being the student, before the athlete, you know, they got to 
gotta have the brains, yes. you know, <laughs> to first, you yes. know, that's the big mm-hmm. piece. Well, I got so. three boys as well. So I thought it was important, not just to, you know, just blurt out information to them. Yeah. I thought it was um, vitally important for me to be able to walk the walk as yeah. well. So um, I didn't want to be, you know, a lot of the time when we was growing up, it was do as I say, not, not as, as I, I do. do. Yeah. So I wanted to be able to change that a little bit and mm-hmm. also set the standards as far as my example and what I'm showing them every day and as well as being able to talk the language to them as well. So, um, and that's just the era I think that we're in, you know, I think with yeah. the power of social media, with the power of, you know, um, all these platforms that we have, I think it's important to be able to show them what they can be and mm-hmm. show them that you're holding yourself to a higher standard. So that keeps me, um, you know, always seeking knowledge. I think that's another thing that's important to my success. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly learning, constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly seeking ways that I can get better, I can improve myself, but um, I also understand that I can learn from anybody. I can learn from a kid, I can learn from adults, it doesn't matter. Now, the um, the thing is what, what you learn, meaning you can learn what to do or you can learn what not to do. So, you know, <laughs> yes. um, being able to pick that up and, you know, just embracing it all and um, that's been a sort of, you know, the foundation to me being successful as well, you know what I mean? Just being a student of everything. That's good, that's good. So, and you and you actually rolled into my my next question. Um, so, you know, you're a father, you're a husband, um, and you and Tecliana. Yes, ma'am. Y'all met. <laughs> I heard y'all met when you were about five years yes. old. <laughs> yes. Talk about like, I mean, we we all have the that that first that first love, right? Mm-hmm. We've all watched those movies where you. You know, and you guys have been married a long time and you've been on this journey. You've had a professional football career, which for some, it, it doesn't look that great to, you know, be on and off the court, mm-hmm. um, still married. How do how, what's, what's the success? What, what, <laughs> um, what, what is, what is the, um, what do you think contributes to that longstanding commitment and that relationship? I think, um. For one, just being, it's bigger than me. It's not yeah. just about me. Um, and sometimes we get lost in that, especially when the cameras are on you all the time. Yeah. You start to think that it's all about you. But always keeping the bigger um, picture at hand. It's bigger than me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to do anything that embarrasses my wife. I don't want to do anything that embarrasses my kids. So being able to just have them in mind when a decision is being made and putting them at the forefront of it all the time, that kind of helps you. And then in the locker room, you start to have, you have, you know, great guys that's trying to do that, but for whatever reason, um, they can't find it or whatever the case may be. And them letting you know how special you have it. You know what I mean? Having those special guys. I remember um, a guy, he was a little older than me. I found him and I met him at the Giants. His name was Osu Mayor. He's um, one of the Giants great, but he was also from Africa. Mm-hmm. And he moved over here, I think, only to go to high school. But okay. he... Um, he just told me how, how great I am. And I wasn't understanding it at the time, but I'm like, what, you, what are you talking about? He actually took me on a trip to Africa with him as well. So that was life changing as well yeah. outside of everything else. But he was always telling me about it was hard for him to trust anybody. Not to say that the woman, you know, wasn't trustworthy, but just where he had made it to now looking for a wife and looking for a significant other. He said it was tough. Yeah. And he was always, he was another guy from here that's um, DeMarcus Ware. Oh, yeah. He had been with his um, wife since high school or whatever. He said, y'all lucky, you lucky. So started to, you know, have people around me like that that's telling me that. And then um, 
not taking that for granted because yeah. you can take a person for granted that you've been around that long. You know what I mean? So um, just um, keeping it fresh by she's a new person every day, just like I'm a new person every day if we're trying to evolve because the only thing consistent is change. So keeping up with the changes of her and um, seeing what, where she's evolved to today and vice versa, accepting her new where she is today and um, she doing that to me. So it just kind of keeps it fresh because it's not really the same person because we all growing now. So we could be going backwards, yeah. but um, I, I, I'm one of those persons that want to learn from the mistakes. So how do you learn from the mistakes? Add it so it never happens again. You know what I mean? We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but we um, love each other perfectly. Yeah. And um, I think that's the key of just keeping it, you know, keeping it, Fresh, keeping it new, as well as being successful. You know what I mean? I have to learn every day. I have to date her constantly. It's not um, something that you could just do and just get in the flow of it and just <laughs> be redundant. And she, yeah. like, is cool with it now. Um, I think it's important to keep it fresh, keep it new, but um, also meet them where they're at. That's good. That's great. So, as the father of three boys, what's the hardest part about being a parent? Um, and I don't say it hard. It's just challenging, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no owner's manual that comes with, you know I know. I mean? oh, we were, my husband and I were thinking the same thing. I was like, uh, how do we fix that part? You know what I mean? no Where did that come, yeah. question you know come I mean? from? So um, I, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I think um, people did a great job raising me. So I'll, I'll often go back to those and just ask them, you know what I mean, what's different, what's new, and then how can I apply what's different and new? We didn't have social media or internet growing up, you yeah. know? So how do you... Um, you know, kind of apply what you've learned from them to the internet because I feel like um, the bridge between you know the cultures or the generations, a, a yeah. generational gap. So how do I take what they have taught us, put it into today's society, and be able to use it through the internet, through social media, and things of that nature, as well as a coach told me, and I use this with my family and the people that I'm around. Mm -hmm. He said, um, I want to get it right. Everybody will get treated fairly. But everybody won't get treated the same. Mm. So, so meaning, what works for the oldest kid may not work for the middle kid. Right. You know, may not work for my youngest kid. You know what I mean? Um, but everybody will get treated fairly because, um, you, you know, you know my heart. My intentions are good. My intentions are pure, and that's explaining or taking the time to explain that to each individual kid. So, you know, the oldest he gets on me a little bit because the younger one may get a little get away with a little more. You know, so he reminds me about that. I don't get on him when he reminds me about that. I just tell him that's progression, that's growth. And I also tell him that I appreciate the journey that he took me from because he made me a better place. He made me a better person, uh, a better father, a better man in general. So just understanding that you're seeking, um, you know, how each one of them is kind of programmed, how they're wired, and being able to um, have the patience to rewire them as many times as necessary, <laughs> yeah. um, I would say it would be the challenge. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, like, when you were a kid, what would have been your favorite, like, thing to do? Outside was, of football. Yeah, I was very active. So, um, riding four-wheelers and, and being outside was, was um, a big thing of mine. Um, we do it all now. So, uh -huh. outside of sports, I'm going to be on an ATV. I'm going to be on a dirt bike. I'm going to probably be doing something that um, – I mean, I should be doing, you know what I mean, uh -huh. as far as, you know, the, the ride, the tricks, and different things like that. So You know, I almost flipped the ATV yeah. in Cabo. Yeah. I did. I sure did. So, see, I normally advise people, if you don't ride them every day. I was riding, that thing was just yeah, going yeah, and yes, going. Yes, I, you know, I, I, I kind of um, talk friends, don't just get on them if you don't ride them every day. Don't just go to Cabo. Don't just take a trip. They were fun. Four-wheelers, daddy, on the beach, Woo! let's just jump on them, you know? 
So I would I would be that friend, I guess, I'd be a party proof. Like, nah, let's not do that. But I've been riding them since I was four. You yeah. know what I mean? I've been riding them since, and uh, we pass them on to the kids. So if I wasn't doing anything with school or sports, I'd be on the ATV. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. So what do you do to keep yourself balanced? You know, because now, I mean, and everybody has to retire from something mm-hmm. at some point. So, and, he, and you've been out of the game for a little bit, but what keeps you balanced? What do you like? I think just um, in the beginning, I, I never, I was a basketball player first. Mm-hmm. So coming out of high school, being recruited, I was a basketball player. I never played cornerback until I got to LSU. Uh-huh. So, so that's the whole story, you know what I mean? But <laughs> so I was, um, my first love was basketball. Okay. Basketball kind of brought football about, okay. coincidentally. So um, Nick Saban, who is Alabama right now, mm-hmm. was at LSU. He was, um, he would always come to my basketball games. He never came to a football game. So he, huh, so really? he would always, <laughs> and, and, and in terminology, he would speak to me on the field like a basketball player. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I just never let anyone put a box around me from the beginning. I always knew I could be great at basketball and I could be great at um, football. And he helped me with that, helped me understand that by speaking basketball terminology to me. That's a good um, coach, though, because he knew you. Yes. He watched you enough to know exactly how to communicate the message. Again, that was the message that he gave me. Everybody won't get treated the same, (laughs) but everybody will get treated fairly. I have to know what makes each individual on this team go. And it's not um, surprising that he has the success that he has. You know, national championship at LSU, built a program over there, went to Alabama. Now, we don't too much like Alabama. (laughs) You know, that's kind of – but I got to respect what he's doing. You know, going to Alabama, winning – Six to eight. I don't even want to lie to you how many championships he has yeah. now. But, um, yeah, so I already kind of had that balance because you couldn't tell me that I wasn't great in basketball. Yeah. And I hadn't played the position coming into college that, I'm, that I made a profession out of. Yeah. So I learned that in college because when I first got to college, I played receiver. Okay. So I was able to play receiver for the first two years. And in the second year, I moved over to cornerback. And, um, you know, the rest is history. I ended up playing Three years at cornerback at LSU. When I, we did win the BCS championship with oh, LSU, LSU too, and then getting drafted and playing nine years at cornerback and winning two Super Bowls. So you couldn't really put a box on me then. Yeah. So when um, it was time to retire, walk away from the game. I wanted to be great in all those other hats that I wore, mm-hmm. and I just took the lessons from those two and applied to being a husband, being a father, being a, a son, um, you know, being a, a brother, and all those other different categories. So. Um, I had a little bit of that because of basketball and from sports, basketball and football. But you know, after the game, it gave me more time to be able to use the the lessons that I've learned in those sports to be able to be that in other areas of my life. And I think yeah. that's what made me balance. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So, what's your self care regimen like? I mean, you know, do you still keep that up? I do. Um, that's another thing that you picked up because coming from my high school, I wasn't, even my community, you didn't see people working out or mm-hmm. doing things like that or eating healthy. I'm from Louisiana. Um, I know, I saw that private. Yeah, so we, <laughs> we, you know, we, we don't eat, we eat great, <laughs> but it's not great for the health, you know what I mean? So, it looks good. To it, me. <laughs> it looks so, good. So, again, just being a part of those institutions, LSU, having nutritionists, I never had that before, um, and learning from them, you know what I mean? Learning how the plate should look. Um, So it didn't being able to add that to you. So, you know, 
Father Time is undefeated, but I'm going to try to put off as long as we can by, you know, putting the right food in our mouth or just putting the right food in our diet. And when I call diet, it's everything that's around you, what you mm -hmm. see, what you hear, um, along that's with good. what you eat. It is, you know yeah, what I mean? that's good. So being mindful of, you know, um, avoiding some of the negativity or mm -hmm. that you see even on social media. I don't want somebody yeah. to just be able to um, surprise me with some foolishness that's going to make me feel some type of way about myself. So being cognizant of um, the full frame of your diet, not just what we eat, and then taking some of the lessons like, you know, working out and yeah. being active from sports. And, um, but you and your wife are both pretty active. With, yeah, we work out yeah, together. Y'all work out. I've, I've seen you guys do that. That's pretty cool. So working out together, learning, you know, eating things from each other, then passing that on to the kids. Again, that's yeah. another thing. If they see us working out, it's just second nature for them. You know what I mean? It almost become, you know, unconsciously competent in those different areas. So um, that would keep me motivated. The youth, you know what I mean? Being able to pass it to the youth. And, um, you know, that's how I keep up with the self-care and the things of that nature. That's cool. That is so cool. So tell me, um, so who's the, who's the more stricter parent? Um, <laughs> you or I, Ted? I think they would put it on me. <laughs> I'm also fun, you. yeah, okay. because, you know, just um, <laughs> taking that sports, you know, and I had to learn that. I had to t tone it down because okay. every coach that I had was a yellow screamer. Oh, so I'm like, okay. we're not going to do that as far as being a parent. You know yeah. what I mean? We're going <laughs> to learn from that. We're not going to be yelling and screaming. We're not going to... Um, you know, try to chastise them in those type of ways. We're going to try to, you know, talk and do things like that. But um, attention to detail, that's just my thing. Yeah. So they're going to be like, how he don't forget, you know what I mean? He don't forget the little things, the little you know things. what I mean? He don't forget them. I kind of thrive off of that. So I think they would say I'm the stricter parent. <laughs> that's funny. But I also think they could say I'm the fun parent too because of the ATVs and all the activities yeah. you get to do, um, you know, around me. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. So if you if you had to have, if you had to pick your favorite song, what would it be? Favorite song um, right now, D One. Anything that D One makes. D One is a music musical artist from um, Louisiana, okay. and all of it's great talent. Not just because it's positive, but it's, it's positive, no cursing, it, um, substance mis mixed with being very talented. Okay. And everything that he makes, I think, is a hit. That's cool. That's very cool. So if you could leave our audience with one or two insights about living your best life, what would it be? Um, I think it would be, you know, one thing that I did, I never stopped. You know, I mean, it was times where I was faced to, you know, I wanted to quit or I wanted to do this. It was three times I wanted to walk away from football. Mm. Um, one being my freshman year at LSU and then one being my freshman year in high school <laughs> and then Little League. Three times I wanted to walk away from football. So that just tells you I never stopped. I stuck with it. You know, quitters never win. Winners never quit. I know it's a, a saying that's been around for a while, but it's true. And um, never stop. You know, keep pushing forward, especially if you're doing things that's positive and um, that's not negative to yourself or detrimental to the people around you. Keep pushing. And um, to embrace the struggle. Don't shut it down when 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 it's when it get a little tough. Don't shut it down. Know that that's the breakthrough. If you're able to go through the struggle, go through um, the tough times, all of the success or all of the lessons learned is right on the other side of that. Yeah. Wow. Well, it has been a pleasure. Likewise. I'm so glad to see you guys again and see your family. And um, this has just been great. And I appreciate you spending some time with us and 
and being on our show today. Likewise, I appreciate you having me. Hopefully, no. we can do this again. No, we. I, I would love to. <laughs> we could be co-hosted. I like it. <laughs> Maybe have an extension and do like a sports show too. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks y'all for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember. Be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.